You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome in inside the locker room on a wonderful Wednesday morning. Joe Gay 3, Coach Wimp Sanderson, hanging out with you for the next two hours. I want to thank Yellowwood, Great Southern Wood, for sponsoring the program today. If you got any outdoor decking or uh, fence needs and you want to build a playground for your kids for, for Christmas, make sure you go to yellowwood.com. They'll take care of all your building needs. We're looking forward to having a big show on inside the locker room today. We'll be joined by Coach Wimp Sanderson, of course, and by Jack Crow. Coach and Jack will talk for a little while today, and we'll talk to Bill Cameron in the second hour. So, good morning, Coach. How you doing today? Uh, doing fine. Appreciate Yellowwood uh, sponsoring our, our segment here. They're great. Uh, Jimmy's helped us a great deal with this show, and hopefully uh, if you're looking to build something that's going to stay up forever, then you need to go by and check Yellowwood. I appreciate Mike being on, uh, Jack being on, pardon me. Um, he's um, always... Uh, welcome here, and I always enjoy having him, and our listeners always love it. I'll tell our listeners this. Uh, I'll ask him, I think, some decent questions, but if you want to ask him one, you call Joe, and then Joe will break in and let Jack, uh, let, uh, Jack say what he wants to say. Yes, sir, that number is 205-342-9904. Okay, we'll do, it. we'll do it like that. We'll probably break for a commercial uh, from time to time during this hour, but uh, we're happy to have him on. The only thing I want to say uh, before we, all the spo- scores and so forth will be next hour after Jack's gone. I, I'll uh, I'll give the scores, but uh, uh, I do need to mention before we start uh, the memorial for Mike Leach. Uh, the coach, so up some of the coaches showed up and, and talked a little bit about his uniqueness. How he um, was a very offensive-minded guy that knew everything there was to know, and you could really tell about what he was saying what he didn't say but uh he was a different kind of uh, coach but uh very good and um i, I did we do want to mention that so do we have we have jack on oh yeah he's right here with you yeah, okay uh, hey jack, good morning yeah. good morning good morning good morning i'm honored to be here i'm an early riser so you yeah you I caught me on my second cup of golf to my yeah. third and fourth uh, here's here's the first question I want to ask you. We we start this off with NIL and the transfer portal. Yeah, uh, I can I can see maybe limiting the transfer portal. You know, after you've been there a year, then you can't transfer for the. But where are we going to go, in your opinion? Where are we going to go? Where are we going to stop? How are we going to stop the cheating? Uh, where the NIL is not being used for what it was said it was going to be used. How, wh- where do we go with college football and basketball too? But really, college football. Uh, I don't start with. I can only, uh, you know, there's a saying here. When I don't want to get too philosophical, but the saying here: if you want to see the future, examine the past. Uh, this whole thing about. Uh, is based on on doing the right thing for the player. Yeah, and I can remember. I mean that that's the only basis for this. What what was just and right? Nil was based on on a legal principle of what's just and right, and the you know that's been going on since uh, 
laundry money. If you can remember, I don't, we talk to an old audience now, but it used to be the first time there was an exchange, a transaction between an athlete and the athletic department or representatives is, is that laundry check, which wasn't anything. No. I gave then, it out at $15 got, a month. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it got to be summer jobs, which you hope they were all actually working. But, you know, that was that, you know, that other spot there where you could take care. But I remember this time of year, uh, and, and then it was Pell Grants. Do they get the Pell Grant? Uh, does the Pell Grant actually have to be subtracted from some kind of value of the scholarship? And that was, again, it was a, a lot of, it was based on needs, assumed needs or calculated needs. You know, Pell Grant was a, was a government, uh, administered, uh, need-based program. And, and, you know, somewhere as I started coaching, uh, you, you, particularly where I, I was at, we really were looking at kids that had needs so we could use the Pell Grant to really supplement our recruiting budget. So needs just became, what does that, what does that young man actually need? And, um, and I think all of it sort of evolved from there. You know, the NCAA kept, kept making different rules about the Pell Grant and it finally got to where, it should be included in the scholarship. And then you got this, really, this, the last step was the cost of attendance. What did it really cost? Well, when you and I were back recruiting and in the day, so to speak, we knew when we were recruiting parents and going into homes where there was a need, and we knew that we had to somehow help that kid pay the cost of attendance because of the scholarship, the I mean, the tuition, the meals, and the books wasn't enough for that kid to go to college. And you and I both had kids go to college. We know what it really cost. It cost a heck of a lot, a lot more than that. So we were in an illegal business just trying to do the right thing. It put us in an illegal business because we knew those families needed, had needs to be able to pay that cost. It, it took the NCA 60 years to recognize it, and they were trying to get our butt for recognizing what was doing the right thing. And um, so we've been chasing right here for a while, all right? Somewhere in here, <laughs> somebody's got to get control of this. Somebody's going to have to define what right is or actually say we're not really an amateur sports anymore. That's good to and, yeah, you're right. Because if we're actually paying somebody for his performance, you know, we're—I don't even know that universities belong in this business. Um, you know, we 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 don't watch out. Now. We we're going to have kids that don't want to go to school at all, and we're going to have uh, club level uh, football, basketball, like they got. I saw where you know what you know when Messi, who just won the World Cup. You know, you know when he turned into a pro, he was 13 years old. And his family sent him from from Argentina to Spain because they realized that he was, uh, you know, that he was talented enough that that it, his skills need to be developed. Yeah. Now, where where are we going? Uh, because if we follow that model, why are kids even going to college? You know, why? 
why bother with going to that class? Uh, so, and if we don't watch out, we don't bring this back to needs and, and something that has some semblance of amateurism, some semblance of amateurism. Either that or we're going to watch things evolve where there's going to be, I mean, a kid's going to be a pro when he's 13 years old if he, if he shows that inclination. And, you know, then a kid's going to be deciding whether he goes to play college sports or whether he goes to play club sports. You know, anyway, it's it's a slippery slope we're on here. You ask the question, when? I, I think we're going to have to define whether colleges are in amateur sports or if they're in professional sports. And and when that line is drawn, the college is going to have to answer some questions. Yeah, they are. There's no doubt about that. Um, I'll, I, you know, speaking of the two schools in the state, uh, even though Alabama just lost those two very close games, um, you know, people don't feel like that they're playing the way Alabama has played. Uh, the wideouts weren't as good. The running backs were, were not yeah. as deep. Uh, the quarterback got a little bit injured. The offensive and defensive coordinators are no good. Um, yet, this is this is the amazing thing to me, yet, if you, and I don't really rank, uh, recruiting that much, but Alabama's ranked number one. They're doing, and it to me, the statement I've just made to you is absolutely amazing for them yes. to keep going that way to to get the kind. Of, whether it's number one or not, I have no idea, but they say it is. But isn't yeah. that isn't that isn't that surprising to you? It is. It, it, again, you follow the dollar, though. I mean. Uh, Brand above all else is, is what people go back to, and the Alabama brand has to prove it's not number one. And there are other brands, and most of the other brands got to prove they are number one. Yeah, uh, just because of the power of the brand, and uh, and and boy, what a lofty seat! I don't know that during Coach Bryant's time, we so overtly would have said he's the greatest of all time. But you can say that right now what's going on at Alabama is the greatest of all time. You're not going to get arguments much when you say that, not even from Auburn people. <laughs> and so if that's not brand recognition, I don't know what is. And, and I think people want to you know, sell television ads, which means television wants to say we got the best. So it's to it's it's the television's benefit too. I mean, if they were to jump up and say Memphis State is number one in the country, and then they put them on television, what's they going to do to their viewership? Memphis State there ain't going to be a bunch of people turn on that television. Set. No, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And conceivably, Memphis in this world, you know, the guy uh, Fred Smith. Could go over there to Memphis and say to Memphis, I don't care what it costs, I want the best football team in America to be right here in Memphis. And you saw people do that in basketball because you could do it so much quicker. Sure. You saw literally somebody with enough money could come out of nowhere and put two or three guys on the floor that better than everybody else. I mean I just think I just think uh I just think the the ability to be organized, because recruiting you've got to be organized. You've got to have a oh, system of coaches that go out and do what they're supposed to do. Some, some like it and some don't. But 
Nick Saban tries to weed out the ones that don't like recruiting. If they don't like recruiting, he doesn't hire them. Now, he may make a mistake occasionally. We all do. But he's pretty much close to saying, you know, and to me, I don't think people realize, because just what little I did, we were organized and trying to get beaten Bartow and Sonny. Um, It's it's amazing to me how well they're organized, how, how they... How he, as the head coach, instead of going to the house uh, after, at five o'clock, goes to somebody else's house to look at players, and they and they and they continue to do that. Yeah, I, you know, uh, you put together uh, staffs. I put together three or four different beginning staffs uh, where I started you know, with a blank piece of paper and put a staff together. And then over time, you you know, people leave, you bring people in. But, you know, when you started, uh, when I started, it was like nine coaches. And I legitimately remember I want four coaches that know the game where we will bring a strategy and tactics to the game that are superior. Those other five guys yeah. better understand how to teach skills, but they better be able to stay up at one o'clock and on and recruit. Yeah. And normally that means you got a bunch of young guys, you know, to have that kind of, you know, that kind of energy. I can remember, and here was, and you never knew when you hired them what they were. I can remember hiring Houston Nut, and I put Houston because uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson told me to hire Houston. He had left him. Didn't take him to Miami with him. He had left him as a GA back at Oklahoma State. But he was telling me, uh, you know, I ought to hire him because he was one of the best recruiters, and, and particularly in, in around Dallas-Fort Worth. He said he could just bring anybody in there. Well, then I get Houston, and I finally figure out, this guy's a great game day coach. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and then, you know, you got a great, you know, you got a, you got a, the real deal. You'll get one of those every once in a while. Sure. But uh, I can I can remember uh, you know when you put put those staffs together in recruiting. That's a different chemistry putting a staff together to get a game plan together. It's oh, a different chemistry altogether. And and you you got to be able to talk uh, a different language in recruiting with you with your staff. Uh, I can remember. I would never say this if it wasn't gone. Um, I love I love Coach Dye. I love Coach Dye. And, um, and he had more influence on me than anybody I ever worked in my life. He had more influence on me than my daddy did. Um, and and I remember when he hired me, he said, that you're going to be the offensive coordinator, and I expect us to have better game plans than people we play now. And, you know, I've never been anywhere besides Division Two. I've been at Wyoming one year, but I didn't didn't really put much of a dent in recruiting. He said, now, when it comes to recruiting, you're going to be on a learning curve. You know, he told me, you know, how special he thought I was as a, you know, as a tactician and planning and all that. He said, but when it comes to recruiting, he said, I know you've not recruited this level before that. I just want to tell you this. This is our principle. We're not going to buy any players. 
but we're not like going. We're not going to let anybody buy any players that we want that want to come to Auburn either. If they want to come to Auburn, we got to find a way for them to come to Auburn. Yeah, I feel like that too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. With you. If we got to take, take a break, Joe. Yes, yeah, right. Perfect. Why don't you uh, tell everybody about? Uh, why don't you tell everybody about uh, Prince Glover and Hayes for our first break? Okay, let's take a quick break, uh, uh, Jack. Uh, Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys, attorneys that know the law and know the know the uh, exactly what to do if you have a problem. Three four five one two three four. Give them a call. They'll visit with you on telephone. Tell them your problem. Tell them who sore is coming after you, or you need to go after them, whether it be a neighbor or somebody on the highway. And then go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them personally. And I think that you'll find that uh, Prince Glover and Hayes are the kind of people that can represent you in the right way. 345-1234-205, air code, Prince Glover and Hayes. No representation okay. is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. McFarland eastbound is slow at Blur Lane in Northport. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. Get a super deal for Christmas from Townsend Nissan. They'll say, ho, 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 they gotta go. Go see them, Townsend Nissan. Top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Wednesday morning. The winter solstice occurs at 348 this afternoon. That ushers in the winter season. And overnight tomorrow, an Arctic blast will spread the coldest temperatures in 30 years across West Alabama. Make sure you're taking adequate precautions to protect people, pets, pipes, and plants. If you're going out of town for the holidays, it's being recommended you ask a neighbor to look after your house. Leave faucets dripping, keep the heat on, leave under sink cabinet doors open. I'm Don Hurt. At Academy Sports and Outdoors, get a free University of Alabama backpack when you spend 50 or more on officially licensed Bama gear. This offer is exclusive to the Tuscaloosa store at 7. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Warmer today with a mix of sun and clouds, the high 55. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 44. Tomorrow, cloudy, some scattered light rain, the high 57. We go into the deep freeze on Friday, windy and very cold. A chance of morning snow flurries, the high 24. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 42 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back in Inside the Locker Room on a wonderful Wednesday morning. This hour is brought to you by Great Southern Wood. And we, we want to thank Yellowwood for bringing you Inside the Locker Room. Remember, if it don't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Coach Wimp Sanderson hanging out with you with Coach Jack Crow. Coaches, I want you to continue picking up right where you left off. I was on a riveting. Uh, Jack, uh, of course, today is signing day. 
Does that mean everybody's yep. going to sign? Alabama just got a great, the greatest player they say in the country from Florida, offensive lineman, uh, just announced. But anyway, not going to get into that particularly. But my point is that uh, there, there's been a lot of talk as to why the two great players, offensively and defensive kids at, at Alabama, decided to stay and play in the bowl. Uh, my feeling was that it, it, in coach visiting with them, it's kind of like you do with your kids. He didn't tell them what to do, but he told them the advantages of of doing it. <laughs> and yeah. that's where he operates. He told them the advantages of doing it. Now, Dr. Pepper may have told the quarterback what to do. Uh, uh, you know, I don't I don't know that. For sure. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's uh it was a deal where the the main thing that they wanted to do but Alabama would stay positive because this this thing is going to run for several days, the signing. And I think yeah. you need to be positive. I think the football game against Kansas State is going to be difficult. And I think it's going to be difficult because of the mental factor that Kansas State is so excited to play. And Alabama maybe may be, but may not be uh, as excited. Uh, your comments on all that. <laughs> Well, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, uh, football is a game of emotions, and if, and if anybody ever forgets that, um, uh, pro less, but college football, it is a game of emotion. And and what you're talking about is it's going to be hard for Alabama to come in there and look across the field and and have the same emotions. Uh, yep. Kansas State, it, it will be will have the opportunity to to redefine themselves. Uh, the only thing that that defines Alabama this time of year is playing for a national championship. So sure. the motivations motivations there are considerably different, considerably, yeah. considerably different. Yeah. And I think it will make a difference. You know, I I don't what the line is. Uh, and I'm taking the partisanship out of here. You know, if I was betting, just from what I know about football, two teams, I'd put my money on the state. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think it would be. Yeah, I, I, you know, Alabama gets the, the Alabama. You know, sometimes you make You know, the the continuation of criticism of the offensive and defensive coordinators in places where they've yeah. done a good job is, is just stays on yeah. them. But it's not just Alabama. Everybody everybody has everybody has all the answers after the play has been run. <laughs> not before. Well, you know, absolutely. And let me tell you, the energy every day, every day, of a coordinator who's gotta have meetings with the other position coaches, he's gotta have meetings with the whole offense. Right and and Good just point. the assumption walks around him every day that he's not going to be back. Now I went through that at all. Yeah, from the time of, of about Florida it was the Florida Georgia, and then we played Alabama. But from the time about we played Florida, there was and Paul Feinbaum was big in promoting this that I was going to be fired. And 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 I can tell you that when I walked into when I was dealing with those assistant coaches, Neil Callaway, Larry Black, good people, Bud Casey, uh, Wayne Bow, James Daniels, great bunch of coaches. They looked at me different. They heard me different. 
And then when I'd have meetings, you know, uh, an offensive coordinator has to talk to that offense. Same thing on defense. Got to talk to them and inspire them about the game. Well, when when there's this general assumption that you're not going to be there, that doesn't happen. This is this that doesn't happen. That's right. And I, I'm telling you that it's walking up and down the hallway. Uh, was walking up and down the streets at this point yeah. because he never put it to rest. And he he didn't because he is probably going to make a change. I'll never forget when I finally had a had a meeting with, with Coach Dye after the Alabama game. And Danny Ford had already – I didn't have a lot of insecurity about it. Danny Ford had called me the week before Georgia. And he'd say, Jack, I'm going to be looking for an offensive coordinator. I want to come to uh, Pat actually said to me as we were walking down the hall, he looked at me because I felt bad about having had that conversation with Danny. I told Danny I didn't know what I would do. I loved Auburn. I still had a lot of coaches to do at Auburn. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And he said, well, I just want you to know I'd, I'd like to have you over here. Well, part of me was saying, hell, well, he finally realized something and passed me in the hall. And he said, Danny would not have called you if he hadn't called me first. So we had an out. Ed had an out. I had an out. So it became a sort of, you know, a different kind of thing. But I completely lost my ability to inspire and direct that staff and those players. And I really think we got into Alabama we got at halftime, and it, it was down to the cut, man. I mean, we this is 1985, and Bo's senior. Um, and I got in there at halftime, and I got with those offensive coaches. We, I had to, I had to make the adjustments, direct the second half of that game, and I can remember, I, I had no feel for those coaches. In fact, I screamed at. Which is yeah. probably right there, Pat. Says, you ain't gonna this be is back very interesting, it. right here. Yeah, this is how hard it is. I, Go ahead. I, I screamed up. I said, I, I don't give a damn about what y'all think is going on here. But let me, because this is not the way I ran after. I'd ask them for their input, but I knew we were disconnected, and we were at that emotional fight time. It wasn't any time for damn politics. So we had five minutes. And they gave me all this jib-jab that didn't mean crap, and I finally just screamed at them. And the hell of damn players, offensive players heard me. Yeah. All I was trying to do was inject some damn emotion yeah. in the damn thing because all that negativity will suck the damn emotion out of everybody. And so, and I went over to Bo. And I said, Bo, you do know this is going to come down the last drive, and you, unless you tell me you hurt, and if you are, get out of that game. And, oh, by the way, I don't remember he had a broken rib. And hell, they didn't even tell me, but they were hinting around about it, uh, the trainer was. I said, you're going to get it, and if you don't want it, get your ass out of the game. Now, Pat didn't appreciate how I screamed and ran that halftime. He probably, and on Sunday, he called me in. He said, Jack, it's time to make a change. Of course, the surprising thing was, the surprising thing was, he said, now, I don't want you to leave for the bowl game. That's a month. <laughs> yeah. And 
during that month, we became the best of friends. Now, what do, what do you think I need to do going forward? And hell, I had to talk him into hiring Pat Sullivan. He wasn't hiring Pat Sullivan. He asked me about everybody he interviewed. Made sure I talked to everybody he interviewed. That's a different kind of deal, wasn't it? Yeah, I bet you Pat stuff. This, this is inside <laughs> stuff you're giving here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what happened. We got to the Cotton Bowl. We were playing Texas A&M. I couldn't get – I tried to get all of it back. Uh, with the coaches and with the players, but I, I just don't. I, I, we went to the Texas A&M game, and we—I mean, I was ashamed of the effort. And if that's what—if if, if what I felt going to that game and coaching in that game against Texas A&M, the Cotton Bowl, is going to be what's felt in that locker room uh, with Kansas State—that's—that's that's not good. That's yeah. not good at all. I'll tell you what, that's, yeah. interesting, that's some interesting stuff there. And that's exactly what these offensive and defensive coaches, not to some, not maybe to that degree, uh, but uh, certainly, you know, there's always a, there's always a, you know, uh, I, 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 could, I could never be a dentist, but a dentist could coach my basketball team, he thought. <laughs> Everybody thinks they can coach your basketball team. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't know how to pull teeth, but a guy that pulls teeth knows how to coach. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, oh lord, that that that. Well, one it. one thing I'll say about Nick though is Nick, I think has has such a, um, and this is just this is not less than or more than. Uh, uh, oh, oh, Miss. Um, Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Uh, I bumped into Lane one time down when he was at Alabama. I was something, and it was it was Coach Safely. I was down there for it, and I was out of football, and uh, just bumped into him. And Lane, uh, Lane, uh, Monty owned the house next to the house I bought when I bought Coach Fayetteville because he had his, his he'd been there. He yeah, his, dad. his dad, and yeah. and he rented it, and he'd call me to go check on his house. And Lane came by the way, so I, you know, I had a little, little crossover, and I asked him about his dad, and and, uh, and I said to how this is going. He was he had a pissy attitude to this whole conversation. This wasn't a warm conversation. We just bumped into each other. I said, "How's it going?" <laughs> he mumbled something under his breath, and, and I said, I, uh, "I said Nick, Nick really stays close to offense." And he said, "I'll tell you this, Jack." If, if, if it was second down and I died of a heart attack, he could call the, he could call the third down play yeah. in the game plan. That was a compliment. Yeah, sure it was. Now, and I, I think because Nick is that way, and I think he is that way with offense and defense, but Pat was totally dependent on his offense. Oh, ain't and no doubt, sure. Yeah. And yep. he didn't ever do that again either. I don't know if you ever noticed, but after me, nobody ever had a title at the offensive coordinator. He didn't have one because he didn't want to have the dependence he had on me. Where most everything was, you know, it evolved from, you know, my philosophy. Of course, mine was his. I made sure of that. But uh, so I think Nick has a way of putting some controls in place. But still, the emotions, we're talking about a game of emotions, emotions is no way 
you can talk about firing these coaches and at the same time look out there and think you're going to have the emotion coming out of that football team right line uh, against Kansas State. I mean, you can't do both of those. The two of them don't go to them. Well, I think, I think the thing about Pat was that Pat knew the defense, and he knew more about the defense. He didn't know jack crap about the offense. He relied on me. Coach, coach, coach knows. Coach, uh, and I was around Pat a lot watching him. Uh, we got to yeah. take a break, but let me finish this. Uh, uh, Nick Saban doesn't know the offense as well as he does the defense, but he knows the offense pretty good. Yeah. He knows. He knows he can run third down if if the quarterback if if the coach can't call it. But he, yeah. He, but he he knows the defense a little bit better because that's what he did. But he's one of the right. few guys that knows it knows it and studies both sides of the ball, and he knows. I think I think the distinguishing characteristics that, that that Nick has are I think they do qualify him as the as the goat uh, because yeah, yeah I would agree yeah he, he, we got to take a yeah yeah cool. All right. we got to take a break Jack I tell you what for our listeners this is absolutely inside stuff this is not outside stuff this is stuff that happened. A few years ago, but it happened, and I think it's great. So we'll take this break, Jack. Uh, keep All going right. to the top of the hour. All go right. To the rest, go to the restroom if you need to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joe? This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Five-star offensive tackle Caden Proctor has flipped his commitment from Iowa to Alabama just one day prior to National Signing Day. Former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts suffered a shoulder injury in the Eagles' win over the Bears on Sunday. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. McFarland eastbound is slow at Lurleen and Northport. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. Get a super deal for Christmas from Townsend Nissan. They'll say, ho, 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 they got to go. Go see them, Townsend Nissan. Top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Coming up up. on The Game with Ryan Fowler. National Signing Day, better known as Nick Saban Day. We're going to cover it nonstop. Nick Saban's press conference starting at 4 o'clock. We'll cover all of that with great recruiting analysts. We'll talk National Signing Day as Alabama tries to lock down the number one recruiting class in college football. That and a lot more starting at 2 o'clock on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent... Cloudy, some scattered light rain, the high 57. We go into the deep freeze on Friday. Windy and very cold, a chance of morning snow flurries, the high 24. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 43 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Stay 
today for the Crimson Tide. Local high school sports and Bama in the pros right here. On Tide 100.9. Like Grandma and Grandpa used to play Then I'll float on down the river To Cajun Hideaway Are you ready, Joe? I'm here, Wim. Okay. Uh, here's here's the best sentence I can give you for Auburn. The best sentence I can give you for Auburn is that in Hugh Freeze, they got somebody that knows the recruiting uh, prospects, or knows the recruiting what to do, and also he does it. And Lane Kiffin, they, he had somebody else do it. And I think there's a yep. total difference there. I, I think Hugh Freeze may not be the name that that Kiffin is, but I do think uh, I never did like to play without players. <laughs> and so yeah. uh, I, I think that's the difference. And I also think, and then you can say, I do think that uh, Auburn loves their school and the, the collectives will come in as they win. Yep. It's it's about to turn the other direction. How how high how high that'll rise is yet to be seen. But there's no doubt there's about to be a change at Auburn, and it will be a positive one. Yeah, agree. I mean, it's not hard uh, wimp at Auburn anyway. It, it's almost like you got to screw it up. <laughs> I mean, I and they've done a, what do they call it? Auburn being Auburn. Yeah, it's almost like unless they screw it up, you better watch out. Yeah, um, you know one thing when we went down there and they we came in behind Doug Barfield in some really lean years, and we won we won the SEC the second year I was there. It was the third year Pat was there, and and probably had the best team in the country. Uh, just you know, ended up in a showdown with Miami. It was dictated by the media. But um, uh, one thing to remember about that team, 60% of the players were already there. And, yeah, there was a Bo Jackson, and there was a, you know, a this one and a that one that you could pinpoint and say, look at those great players. But I truly believe uh, there's a winningness in just what Auburn is. I mean, you you got to screw it up, yeah. and it doesn't take long when you walk in there. They screwed it, it didn't up take though. me long. <laughs> when I walked in there and, and and I just saw the way those football players played football. I mean, Pat did great things. But we didn't have to drill for water. The water was coming out of the ground. Yeah. And uh, and then Pat gave it that, you know, that that discipline and and uh, you know, 
his leadership took it over the top. But I'm telling you, the bottom ain't far away. There, you know, all you got to do is tap the ground water out of that place. Yeah. Well, I, I just think that they they gonna get collectives once they start. And when you've been as bad and as un, as undisciplined, not undisciplined, but as questionable as Auburn staff has been, when you're the yeah. offensive court, when you're the head coach. And your main thing is offense, and you fire the offensive coordinator when they fired the uh, boy from Bobo. Uh, Georgia, Bobo. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It, it it didn't go together. It didn't make any sense. No, it didn't. No, the way he put his staff together, the way he put his staff together didn't make any yeah. sense to me. No. No. But I, I, I'll say this. If you hadn't already noticed it, I, I thought it was, uh, for me, it was a aha moment when – uh, Hugh Freeze was asked whether he'd be the offensive coach, and he all all but said that he wasn't going to be the coordinator. Now, I have no doubt that his philosophy will, will be all over. Sure. Okay? But he's going to spend his time running that program. Yeah. Something that I don't think has been done since Pat died. Yeah. yeah. And, and they've had a real problem having play callers instead of people that understood everything about every recruit every day. Yeah. Everything about the discipline of every player every day. You can't sit in there and watch the film and, and, and have a game plan in your head and do those two things. It ain't possible. Yeah. Um, and and I, Hugh Freeze, he knows how to do this now. If if you just want to look at the West next year, and I made this statement, as you know, I know nothing. But as you look at the West next year, you got to think because you don't know about the quarterbacks at Alabama. You know Auburn's on the rise. Arkansas, you can't find them. Uh, LSU is going to be picked, and that being picked doesn't mean that that ain't worth a crap. You don't want to be picked but they're going to be picked by the so-called media to be the best team in the West next year. Your feelings on that. Well, I think back at what Oklahoma did when they had two transfers back-to-back that came in there and won Heisman trophies. Yeah. (laughs) How do you know? Yeah. Um, How do you know? Um, I just think the face cards, not not the you know not the football team, not the culture, but I think the face cards have yet to be dealt, and and without the face cards, um, there's just there's just no way to know. Uh, I personally don't see Alabama's quarterback, but. We, know, no, we don't know about ago. Ty. Yeah, we don't know about Ty Simp, how he how good he's going to be. Milrow, but two years Milrow, ago, kind of yeah. Two years ago, or a little over two years ago, all you got out of Georgia was we got to quit playing with this this Bennett kid. We got to quit playing <laughs> with him. Yeah, and that all you know. I mean, how do you how do you, and he's a face card now, and and and. You know, how do you know who the face cards are? And at Alabama, you've got to have face cards. Yeah. I mean, you're going to play at that level. I mean, you know you got a deck of 52, and it's a solid deck. But 
who are the face guards? And, and, and uh, you know, Nick probably knows. But we don't know. And I don't think you can call the West until you find out who the face guards are at LSU. And we don't know who the face guards are down there. No, and, and We don't know who they are. The transfer portal, you know, Florida gets killed. Florida gets killed by Oregon State. And the the, the transfer portal is just running every, running here. Now, you know, recruiting is important, but the transfer portal, you do it's very difficult to really maintain, to really know where you are. And and right now, it's a year by year program. It's not it's not building as much as it used to be. I mean, there, we we don't even know until this year. This year, I think, is going to prove out the pure chaos. We've all said the word chaos. I don't think we've quite hit it. This next year is going to be pure chaos. Uh, Within the next two years. But I suspect when anybody can go anywhere at any time. I mean, the NFL is smarter than this. I mean... You know, free agency has some structure. I mean, this is this is free agency without any structure. Yeah, it is. And and the people that are being being able to put dollars down to make things happen, I mean, that's that borders on corruption. Yeah, it does. That that borders on. Now, what are you giving your money to? I mean, that, that borders on corruption, in my opinion. I mean, you're going to really corrupt the game when people with big money have more to say about it than the people that are actually in charge of running the program. Yeah. And they will eventually if you let this gate stay open long enough. Yeah. I uh, I know you don't have much longer. We'll, we'll have to get off a little bit before 8, and I appreciate you being yeah. here. Here's something I want to ask about, and I know nothing about it. Um, UAB goes to a bowl. They win yeah. seven games. They win six in a regular season and win a bowl game. Um, yeah. We've got a guy coming in who talks a good game, uh, who is going to be a guy they say that speaks to everybody he can speak to, and I think that's a mistake because if you if you go and speak to the Garden Club, they don't have any nickels in their pocket. You gotta <laughs> you gotta. You got to speak to people who have a uh, bunch of money in their pocket, not nickels. And yeah. uh, I don't know. And I think the reason he was hired, you don't. You can go the opposite way. I'm just talking. I think the reason he was hired is they feel like their collectives will be better because he's a named person who played in the pros. He may be the greatest coach since ever, and he may be better than Bill Clark. I doubt it, but. To me, to to, and I and and you have to be careful what you're going to say. Answer this. And I want you to be careful because you got a lot of friends there. Uh, but it, it was a peculiar letting of a guy go and and hiring another guy to me from the outside looking in. <laughs> yeah, and I think it had all to do about about the money that conceivably yeah. is going to walk in the door with him. I think it had yeah. everything to do with that. Okay. Yeah. Because, and I think that they must feel like that he has a reach to find new resources because I'll be honest with you, the resources that brought that program back and, and, and that bill brought together to 
to leverage them to where they are today. And, oh, by the way, their four games that they lost, that they were in control of the game. And it has to go back to the fact that you can't be the offensive coordinator and the head coach. Brian Vincent did a tremendous job. Yeah. I mean, there was still a gap in the coaching on that staff that made, in my opinion, a, a difference in four games. If Brian had had the job in time to put a whole staff together, he would have won those games. Yeah. So that there's been a lot built there, but the pond of money has been drying up because, in my opinion, the university itself doesn't extend itself to raise money in, uh, for that program. They don't extend themselves like they do in cancer and all those. And, and you know, football ain't as important as cancer, so you, you can't put a right or wrong. It's just there's there's a scarcity of who you can draw to that pool. They went and hit some big hitters in a big way, and that's not a continual flow of money from those people. They got that program back. So they've looked at they've looked at this this hire, my guess, as this guy bringing in new resources, and I I think to a certain extent I think I, I think that will be a case. I think he will bring at least initially, but the sustainability is still going to be how many games you're going to win because it's not sustainable, um, and and they're going into a, a tougher conference. With, uh, I would say their operating budget, at least early on, is going to be at the bottom of that conference, which means this coach does not have the resources to hire the same level of coaching staff or to serve his players with all the amenities that, that get recruits. And I think it will pass. I think over time their television money will will fill this void. I'm not being negative, but I, I think I think I think it was a reach here for him to come in here because of his ability to bring in money. I think it was obviously that. But I'll say this about 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 him. Um, he played for Jim Sweeney. Now, if he just don't forget who he played for, and I I don't know if you know it or not, but Jim Sweeney's best friend was Paul Bryan. Yeah, I knew that. I mean, I mean he, yeah, he was. I saw them together on a Nike tour one time, and I'm telling you, they were they were <laughs> buddies. I don't know where Jim Sweeney was from, but but where he came from in, at Fresno, he came from, and then he played for the Ravens. He he came from some good football stock now, some good football stock. But we'll just have to see whether you know whether all that comes. To but it was a play for money, in my opinion. In my opinion, I bet. Well, I appreciate you being on. I tell you what, it's been a great hour. We we solved Alabama, Auburn, and UAB's problems. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, I, and, and, and if anybody wants any more, they can send me a check. <laughs> yeah, they can send you a check. I appreciate it, Jack. You've been great. Now, All right, I, man. I know our listeners enjoy it. Thanks a lot. All right, I'll, thank I'll you, to, man. I'll Take talk care, to buddy. you off the radio for long. Thank you. All right, see you. Thanks. All right, great job. That's Jack Crowe, and I thought, I thought the things he said about what happened to him at Auburn and the inside stuff about offensive and defensive coordinators was terrific. I'll turn it over to Joe. Joe, tell me what to do. i got plenty to say at the top of the hour, 
And when we get back, uh, we'll talk about it. McFarland eastbound is slow at Lurleen and Northport. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. Get a super deal for Christmas from Townsend Nissan. They'll say, ho, 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 they gotta go. Go see them, Townsend Nissan. Top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hi, it's Gary Harris. Coming up Wednesday on the Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 FM, it's National Signing Day. Andrew Bowen will join us for the Bama Football Recruiting Report. We'll have that and much more coming up tomorrow on the Wednesday edition of the Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 FM from 9 to 11 a.m. Talk to you then. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. This holiday ad will be over in 27 seconds. Unlike the new Duracell battery with power boost ingredients that can last 19,976 seconds. Themselves and others. Find out where you can get the COVID vaccine today at alabamaunites.com. Please get vaccinated. If you have symptoms, also get tested for COVID-19. Alabama Unites Against COVID. Sponsored by the ADPH, the ADA, and this station. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern-day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at Christopher Mobley. So check out Christopher Mobley, Luxury Game Day Apparel Redefined. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. McFarland eastbound is slow at Merlin and Northport. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. Get a super deal for Christmas from Townsend Nissan. They'll say, ho, 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 they gotta go. Go see them, Townsend Nissan. Top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. National Signing Day, better known as Nick Saban Day. We're going to cover it nonstop. Nick Saban's press conference starting at 4 o'clock. We'll cover all of that with great recruiting analysts. We'll talk National Signing Day as Alabama tries to lock down the number one recruiting class in college football. That and a lot more starting at 2 o'clock on Tide 100.9. The home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
the longest running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight. Protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. A Town Square Media Station. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, my back. Am I back, Joe? Sir, yes, sir. You're back. Can you hear okay. me? Yeah. Okay. I uh, I'll open up the phone lines. Certainly, uh, we'll have Bill Cameron on it 15 minutes after. But if you want to call about anything that was either said or wasn't said, uh, why don't you call before Bill? I, I got some things I'm going to say now, but uh, we'll take your calls, and then after Bill is over with, which is probably 8:30. 8.35, uh, we'll take them all away from 20 minutes till, till the top of the hour till we're off the show. So if you need to call in or want to call in, uh, I thought it was a really good segment. I, I, I really enjoyed it because I knew all those people he was talking about. Um, let me mention a few things that, that's been going on because I know you're all interested in the recruiting and we didn't give you much of that certainly today. But... Uh, um, the uh, the kid from Iowa, the Proctor kid, uh, has committed, and of course you knew that he's supposed to, supposed to gotten it down to Iowa and Alabama. Uh, Proctor and Keon Akili, uh, the offensive lineman who's supposed to be the great offensive lineman uh, from Florida, is is uh, going to sign or has signed with Alabama. So the rest of it, you know, you'll get from from other people. But uh, if you I did want you to know those two things. Um, North Carolina State's quarterback has decided that he's going to transfer to Kentucky. Of course, Kentucky needs a quarterback. Their, Kentucky, their quarterback has said that he is going to go pro, and I guess he will. Uh, Brett Bielema, uh, who was, at, as you know, at Arkansas and went through a bad time, got fired, had some problems, uh, ended up at Illinois. Uh, did a good job, Illinois. He is getting a contract extension, which is pretty big for him. Um, Toledo beat Liberty, I think it was about two points last night in football in the bowl game that uh, I haven't mentioned. Um, uh, let's see. The LIV golfers, get this one, folks. The LIV golfers. 
you want to call it allowed, I guess you can use the word allowed, but they're going to be allowed to play in this year's Masters. So that opens the door somewhat for the LIV to move a little bit closer towards the PGA and not be sanctioned so much by the PGA. Uh, a little bit of a surprise to me, but uh, I guess Greg and them have put you so hard and several of the good players have gone. Uh, I don't think enough of them have gone but, uh, to make it, make it happen like that, but I guess it's happened that way, and so that that's what's going to happen. The LIV golfers uh, who are in the LIV will get to play at Augusta in, in 2023. Um, the other thing that I'll, I'll mention are the basketball games last night that were, whew, Wow. SEC took it on the chin last night. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not necessarily talking about Alabama. Alabama won, was the only team that won out of the SEC of the of the six teams that played. A&M now is at home last night. They're at home and they're playing Wofford, uh, who is, you know, certainly a step below them, no doubt about that. And Wofford beats them 67-62. It's the points that I'm making. That's what I told you. I told you about five good teams and the other nine were questionable. What well, I'm getting at the questionables now. Uh, North Alabama uh, ended up in a very close game, but they ended up winning their first SEC game ever by beating Ole Miss 66-65. A low-scoring game. Got game that came down to the last possession. Uh, I watched a part of it uh, on, because I'd gone to North Alabama. And uh, certainly uh, not a good not a good situation at Ole Miss there. Uh, Mississippi State, who was uh, like ten and zero or something like that, I'll, I'll go with that in just a minute. They went and played Drake. Uh, Mississippi State's beating a lot some people. They're 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 good. They're pretty good defensively. Uh, they beat Minnesota at Minnesota. Drake beats them last night, fifty eight fifty two. So there's three. Three SEC teams up, three SEC teams down. Florida and Oklahoma played, which we thought was going to be uh, the best the best game of the group, and I guess it was. I kind of fell asleep Tyler toward the end of it. But uh, 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 probably talked to you, Florida. Uh, yeah, you want to talk to him? Florida got beat fifty three. Uh, Oklahoma beat fifty uh, three, and so that that's yeah, that's yeah. what. That's, where it goes. So Jack's gone. Um, he was just going to be a first hour. Yeah, it was. The, yeah, it was. They're on Florida. I'm hearing you, Joe. Uh, two yep. for 22, Florida was. Let me, let me text Coach and tell him and, you guys are uh, You're yeah. not going to beat anybody going two for 22. Florida's just so-so. They're, they're not very good. And Oklahoma, who's coached uh, by Porter Mosier, who, played, who worked for me, um, when they were seven for eighteen, so they scored more. So I, I think we got a call coming in. So we'll be glad. I'll be glad to take it. Yeah, coach, you got Philip on hold and Tom are both on hold to talk to you. Okay, good. Let's Which ha- one first? Philip called a couple minutes before him. Let's hear Philip from Lynette. You're in with Coach Wim Sanderson. Hey, Philip. Hey, Coach. I hope you're doing okay, sir. Yeah, I've got I've got a question for you, Coach. I'd love to hear your your thoughts. Um, okay. And man, I'm I'm not great on this NIL or this collective thing. I, I think I kind of know the difference between the two, but but with all this, the rampant transferring, 
and young men and young ladies being able to to transfer at the drop of a hat and and leave a school to go to another school and then leave and then leave again to go to another school in some cases three times. Don't you think that all that movement and the ability to do that just at the drop of a hat could eventually backfire on the NIL and the collective? And the reason I mention that is because if you were a person of means and that you did your part and always contributed to the collective or helped out in NILs, at some point you would think that you would get tired of getting your hand burned from people that you helped out constantly transferring. Well, one of the problems you have there is you get the word that if if your if your money is coming in is is good enough money uh, behind the scenes, I'm saying, hey, I can get a player from the University of So and So to come with us. I can get two players from the University of So and So to come with us if we get our collectives right. So in some cases, at some schools, it, it makes you continue to give because they're telling you that. That they are, they're, they're saying, you know, they've got, the coaches are not going out and getting the collectives. They've got people at each school that does that. Yes. But that person that goes out there for the university or whoever and says, you know, you certainly need to contribute as much as you can. We've got a chance to get so and They tell me, the coaching staff tells me, we've got a chance to do this and do that. And if you're big on believing what they say, uh, then you continue to give. Um, I think it does affect the giving to, of the school to other things. There are some people who who you know give to the school for the for the purpose of the school. But when you start giving to the purpose of the school, and then you give to collectives for athletics, uh, you run out of money. And so um, I, I just think. I think behind the scenes, I don't think people realize that what's going go, what's going on in trying to get, move one kid from one kid to another. I believe, I believe the rule's been set in, Philip, that you can only transfer once and and uh, not lay out. I think that's right. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think the rule is you right. can transfer only once and not lay out. The rest of the time, you got to lay out. And uh, so, so with this JT Daniels kid. From West Virginia. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right on that one. I'm not sure because I just came out today and found out. I didn't. I don't think I said anything about it. But JT Daniels has said that uh, it's once you've graduated, coach. Once you've got your undergraduate degree, those rules kind of go out the window. Okay. And you become okay. more of a free agent. Okay. If you go, if you uh, Joe's clear, clear, clarified that for us. If you've if you got your degree and kind of finished up with your degree, then you could transfer and play somewhere else too. And I think mm-hmm. JT's done that. JT's going right. to Rice. Today he's going to Rice. <laughs> so uh, tomorrow he may be going somewhere else. I don't know. Anyway, uh, well, uh, it's, it's all it's, it's a mess, uh, Coach Sanderson. And yeah. um, and uh, and I, I I wish you a happy holidays, sir. Well, and Joe too. and Joe and Barry and all the guys and you guys are great. And uh, okay. be safe, okay? Okay. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it very much. Uh, got time on before we get get to Bill. Coach, how are you this morning? Oh, okay. How are you, Tom? I'm doing good. Uh, Coach Crow was uh, that was a good hour. I enjoyed that. Uh, the yeah, he's pretty good. He, he he's uh he's pretty smart. 
he's very intelligent. But uh, the thing I like about uh, Coach Crow is, see, I'm aware. I'm old enough to be aware of when he was at Arkansas and yeah. uh, uh, in, in his career at Clemson and uh, so forth and so on. I, I'm familiar with Coach Crow, so it's more of an interest to me, you know, when he talks about how things were when he was with Coach Die and so forth yeah. and so on. Yeah. And uh, so I, I was kind of, you know, I, I remembered those things, and, and it, uh, it's very interesting to me, of course. You know, when they were there and everything was going on, you didn't know all that that he's telling us now. And that no, you did not. You know, you thought so, you thought something was going on. I did because I, I knew Pat real well, but I didn't know exactly what it was. <laughs> I would add, I would love to ask Coach Crow, though, uh, if you ever have another session like this. Oh, I will. Uh, I, I would like to be able to call in. I, I got a couple things. I, I think that uh, that they were innovators. In, in, a, in a certain degree now, of course, they don't get the credit like they, uh, like these people do today about, uh, you know, how they come in and change a game and uh, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But to me, uh, when Coach Dye got to Auburn, the thing that he changed and, and the reason he became a force in the uh, Southeastern Conference was that he recognized the value of big, strong, athletic offensive lines and defensive lines. He was known for that. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, and, he was. And he played that that card right there to the t- uh, to the T. And uh, and I wanted to ask uh coach Crow sometime if that was uh you know what, what the major philosophy of, of a dive program and because it sure looked like it to me. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh Jack does a good job and and Pat was, uh, I was there when the eight years that Pat was there and used to go to practice all the time and watch him. And he practiced, uh, the first year or two that Pat was there, he was just kind of get it, getting it. He hadn't coached. He he just got on how coach, but I forget, I forget, uh, Jimmy Sharp helped get him there. And, uh, he, he hadn't written, and he kind of was trying to get his feet wet a little bit. But, uh, after that, he was pretty darn good. So, and he's good recruiter because he had that country way about doing things. Right. He was good. Right. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it, Tom. we got to get Bill Cameron on and see what he says. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate it. Joe, we got to get Bill. Perfect, Coach. We'll go ahead and get Bill Cameron on. He'll be joining okay. us next. He joins us each and every Wednesday, and we'll be back with more Inside the Locker Room right after this. The thread. Good Wednesday morning. Hard freeze and wind chill warnings have been issued for Tuscaloosa and Pickens County southward beginning tomorrow night. With temperatures in the teens and single digits and wind chills below zero, it will be the coldest December weather in West Alabama in 30 years. Remember to protect people, pets, pipes, and plants. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. 69 slow at Union Chapel in Northport. 15th Street congested at Lurleen. And McFarland stop and go through the construction area of Northport. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Get a super deal for Christmas from Townsend Nissan. They'll say, ho, 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 they gotta go. Go see them, Townsend Nissan. Top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. The Christmas countdown's on at JCPenney. Through Saturday, use your coupon and dash away with very merry savings on last-minute gifts across... Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves 
to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. There's got to be more to Christmas than fighting for parking, tired feet, and crowded malls. Cloudy, some scattered light rain, the high 57. We go into the deep freeze on Friday, windy and very cold, a chance of morning snow flurries, the high 24. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 43 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Did you miss any episode on Tide 100.9? Don't worry. All of our shows can be found on Spotify and Apple Music and on demand on the Tide 100.9 app. seen you in here before I said I've been here a time or two She said hello my name is Bobby Welcome back in inside the locker room a wonderful Wednesday morning home happy home day to everybody out there hope you guys are enjoying the Christmas season getting your shopping done and being safe well, it's now time to head out to the Andrew Kniffer Hotline, and we welcome in from ESPN 106.7 down in Auburn. Mr. Bill Cameron joins us each and every week. Coach Wimp Sanderson, Bill is on with you to talk about Hugh Freeze and whatever else is on your mind today. Well, thank you. Uh, Bill, you doing okay this morning? Yeah, Wimp, how about you? I'm fine. Dave's not with us today. He's out running around somewhere with all those six, all those six kids he's got, so I let him go. Uh, I was glad to get rid of him. They might want something. Um, tell me, today's a signing day. Uh, any surprises? Uh, anything that you can tell our listeners about uh, about the start that Auburn's getting in signing? Um, well, I don't know of any any real surprises for today. I mean, there have been a few the last few days. Um, I mean, I was thinking about this just. Monday and, and realize that it's only been three weeks since Hugh Freeze has been at Auburn. And I, I'm serious that I feel like he's been uh, in more schools, spent more time with coaches and players um, recruiting-wise than, than Brian Harson did in two years. And, I mean, yeah. they, they've really, really added a lot. Auburn was, you know, Auburn was, was really floundering. It's not going to be a great class. I, I think it's probably going to be around the top Twenty class, which um, is is still not. Uh, I mean, that's putting you you're sort of losing a little bit of ground with the top teams of the league. And I'd be surprised if they're in the top half of the of the league when it when it all finishes. But considering where they started, if they were battling Bandy for the basement when uh, when Hugh came in, yeah. uh, I've, I've been I've been impressed with the with the linemen that they've added. I mean, that's one thing that was a was a big problem. They, they only had seven scholarship offensive linemen and six scholarship defensive linemen. And right now it looks like they're going to sign at least 10 interior linemen today. And that's uh, waiting for a couple of more, <clears throat> a couple of more decisions from a uh, junior college player and a couple of transfers. So they may, up, may end up somewhere with around 15 interior linemen, which, you know, 
if you don't have those guys up front, it, it's going to be very difficult, right? But but right now, um, it, it looks like when the dust settles today, they'll still be looking for some for some playmakers, for some skill position players. So that's what'll be interesting to to try to watch, if not today. Um, through the you know through the the rest of the bowl season when sure. when more players jump into the transfer portal, uh, the uh, the kid from Coastal Carolina has any thoughts about that? He's a quarterback, I think. Is he any thoughts yep. there? Is, is is he coming? No, it doesn't look like that's going to be able to work. I mean, it's a situation. Auburn had the same situation a year ago in basketball with Desi Sills trying to transfer yep. in from Arkansas. Yeah. Um, Auburn, Auburn does not have, and, and I don't remember exactly what Desi's uh, undergrad major was, but uh, Grayson McCall at Coastal Carolina was majoring in sports management. Auburn does not have that as an undergraduate program. They've got it as a graduate degree. But, of course, you know, the NCAA has the APR where you've got to be 20% toward a degree after one year, then 40 after two, 60 after three, and 80 after four. Grayson McCall's been in school four years, and he is, Within a semester or two of graduating at Coastal, but those credits won't transfer since Auburn doesn't have that degree. And the closest yeah. thing he could get would put him uh, a semester or two away from being eligible. So that means mm. if he wanted to come to Auburn, he'd have to go to school for a semester. Couldn't um, you know? He'd have to. Well, he'd actually he'd have to pick up more credit hours before he transferred into Auburn. And, you know, he wants to be somewhere competing for a job this spring. So it sure looks like he's going to wind up at Florida. He's a guy that Auburn would have really liked. You know, sometimes fans will will blame the um, the coach or the, the administration or whatever for that. Auburn just <laughs> yeah. doesn't have that degree. Yeah. So, I mean, there's really, really nothing they could do about that. It's, it's a tough loss for them. I uh, From all indications, this is going to be a very good recruiting staff. I think, I think if you... You know, I, I think he's going to work not only with the transfer portal, but also for with younger kids, the high school kids. Uh, and from what I can gather, and I try to keep up with it best I can, the, his, his staff is going to be good. It's going to be, it already has been, but it's going to be a real turnaround for the future uh, for Auburn football. It may not, it may not be shown this first year because it may be a be a tough time to really. Uh, you know, get the players you need. But I, I think for the future, they've done a good job in this. Yeah, I agree with you, Wimp. But, I mean, it's still interesting. They still have two spots on the staff, um, and I expect those uh, could be filled. Th- those could be filled probably by the first of next week because you- you've got some coaches that uh, I-, I believe are still coaching or were, were coaching in bowl games and – with signing day coming up, they're going to they're going to go ahead and fulfill their obligation to those schools and stick with them through the signing period, which ends Friday. So uh, by the time I think they have a receiver coach and uh, one more defensive coach, most likely a linebacker coach, um, I, I think it's going to be a, a a really good recruiting staff. I think keeping Zach Etheridge was was really a good move. Cadillac is is a good recruiter and. Uh, I really like what we've seen from the – I mentioned the line. Those two young line coaches, uh, Jake Thornton from Ole Miss and Jeremy Garrett, uh, who came with, with Hugh from Liberty, have really uh, been impressive thus far in, in what we've seen recruiting. So, no, I agree. I think it's going to be a, a really good recruiting class, and they need it to be because Auburn had not recruited well over the last couple of years. They still 
we're in the upper half of the conference, I think, talent-wise, but starting to slip a little bit. And, uh, yeah, the, the first full year is what you have to really gauge on recruiting. I, I, again, I've been impressed in what they've done in three weeks, but it's uh, sort of too little too late to be able to catch up that much in just three weeks. You know, uh, when, we, when I tried to get out, I, did mo- I do most of the trying to get guests. Uh, when I called John Cohen, he was all, he always came on uh, every time, I, I, and I can I text him and congratulate him when he got the job. I also text him while, they, while I didn't know who he was going to get it or not, and told him if I could help him with Jimmy Rain, I would. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, um, staff wise, did, did he add anybody? Did he let somebody go? What's he done there? Has, has that been put out yet? Um, well, the only thing that, that we had in the last week or so is Christian Robinson, the inside linebackers coach, uh, was not retained. So that's where there's a spot there on defense. Um, I think everybody else had, had been let, they, they'd been, uh, told that they weren't going to yeah. be retained. Yeah. So, uh, I, what, what I thought they did a really good job is taking some of the guys, some of the analysts and, and using them on the road. Trevon Reed. Uh, helped Auburn a couple of years ago when they were in a transition. He's a guy that I think will, before long, he'll be on the field. He's been an analyst for a couple of years. Um, Kendall Simmons, uh, you know, a couple of former players really helped them on the road. But, but yeah, they're, they're a couple of spots short. It's going to be interesting, too, because I'm sure he's nowhere near filled with all, all the off-field uh, uh, positions as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not. Uh Switching over to basketball, uh, Auburn, you know, struggled with Southern Cal, and that, you know that's part of it when you go on the road. Um, this is a basketball team that I think has a chance to really get off to a good start in the league. I think I think the league starting on December twenty eighth is a booger bear start because I think it's hard. It was for me to get my kids ready to play after Christmas or let them go home for it. it just it just was a problem, and. Um, you opened up with Florida, and then uh, you've, you've got uh, at on the uh, 28th. Yeah. Uh, so uh, after that, uh, I think you go to Georgia. On the on, we go to uh, Arkansas. No, uh, to Arkansas. Actually. I'm sorry. Yeah. Florida and then to uh, Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, that will be pretty interesting. But uh, getting off with Florida, Florida got beat last night by Oklahoma, which doesn't mean anything. But uh, Hey, you know what? It's, it's been a tough week for the SEC, hasn't it? Yeah, oh, it's been terrible. Last night, yeah, I, I've gone over that with our league, and everybody in the league lost last night with yeah. from Alabama, and they weren't great. So it was, uh, it was, wasn't wasn't very pretty. So uh, I, I don't know what the what the answer is. I, I really think, and, and this is more about you, not about what I say, but. I, I do think that uh, we've got five good teams and nine teams that are questionable. And uh, I think it showed it a little bit last night. I think Auburn, Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Kentucky, uh, with right now with Tennessee and Alabama probably being the best two of those five. Yep. But, uh, mm-hmm. Because Arkansas got their big guy hurt. And, um, you know, that was that was pretty big, losing, losing him. But uh, – Tell tell them tell our listeners what you think about our, about Auburn football basketball and 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 where where you think they're going to stand. Yeah, you know it's funny. Even though they lost the other day against Southern Cal, I think a couple of things uh, 
uh, were positives coming out of that. I, I thought in the Georgia State game that the play of the freshman guard, Trey Donaldson, looked good. I liked the combination of Donaldson and Wendell Green. Of course, Wendell's been uh, uh, bothered by an ankle. He only played a few minutes the other day against yeah. Southern Cal. But uh, Trey is a, is a guy that uh, he, he gives them more of a true point guard. I mean, he's a guy that uh, is a physical. He'll penetrate, and he's shown he's shown that he can hit he can hit the uh, the three pointer as well. I like what I like what we've seen from him. He's a a, a bigger point guard at six two six three, probably a little over two hundred. But um, I I like I like what he has added to the team. Janai Broom stepped up and was a little more aggressive. As yeah, he well was the other day. Yeah, he was. They're, they're, thought, yeah. yeah. So so I mean they're playing right now. They may play today. I wonder if uh, Jalen Williams. He was under concussion protocol and and his mom said his shoulder was banged up a little bit. They may not have Wendell Green or Jalen Williams for the uh, game tonight against Washington, but I think they're I think they're getting a little little better with a couple of the other positions there. If J, if uh, if Janai can continue to improve and they um, and and they can get a few more minutes out of Trey Donaldson, they're just still scratching their heads trying to figure out you know what to do about the other two freshmen that are more highly touted actually Trey Orr and, and Chance Westry. I think Chance is pressing a little bit. Uh, Yoan has just been, he has, he, he's been a little timid at times. So the, the talents there, they're not going to be a great shooting team, but, um, I think they can be better if they can, if they can have somebody like, uh, uh, Donaldson and Wendell Green to be able to penetrate and dish off to the, to the bigger guys. Yeah. Well, they're on tonight for our listeners and for your listeners down there on tonight at eight o'clock, I believe our time. And, uh, yeah, good luck finding it. It's on the Pac-12 network. Yeah, I don't know where that is. I, I have a hard time finding that book. <laughs> I there. sure don't have it. No, I, I, I'm just barely able to turn a TV on. I got some cotton picking me stations. I can't keep up <laughs> any of it. Yeah, now a couple, couple of uh, the fellow who does the show with me is the play by play for uh, for the Troy women, and he yeah. said he did a game. They did a game against the Pac-12, and and he gave us a tip and said. The best way to watch it is get a free trial of Fubo. That's F U B O TV because that's yeah. the only place that uh, that that Troy could find that, that had the Pac-12 network. So good luck to anybody trying. Yeah, to find you it. can't you can't find it. Well, um, I uh, I don't know anything about I don't know about your baseball. I think you're going you're going to get the the baseball uh, field and the stadium is going to be re, re uh, reinvented and and redone. I think a little bit uh, according to my grandson who's all excited about coming down there. I think he thinks they're going to do a lot of different things to your to your baseball field. Oh, they are. They, yeah. they really are. The plans. The plans are really, really impressive. Um, those of us, you know, the season ticket holders are wondering exactly, you know, are our seats going to move anywhere? What's it going to be? But it, it's going to be a, a really nice structure all there along the uh, uh, where the Tiger Walk is, and all the way out to the new dorm. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it's going to be it, it's going to be really, really nice. I know that. The plans are really it's gonna it's gonna get started and should be done sometime after this year. Yeah, so just in time for your grandson to yeah. come in for the first. Oh, he's year. all he's yeah. old cotton picking his side. Unbelievable. So <laughs> I took him I took him with me to the Alabama basketball game the other night, but we we talked about it a lot. Um, I'll let you go, and I appreciate you being on all the all the time that you are, and hope you and your family have a great Christmas because you've been so nice to. To be on our show now, people people always bragging about your radio voice. 
and uh, so I guess it I guess it is good. I, it sounds good to me. Everybody's always saying, "Boy, he's got a great voice." So, um, yeah. Anyway, well, I, I mean, you I, know, I appreciate you being on. Good, and, good to have something. I mean, you know, I I don't I don't have the face for TV or anything, so it's good to have something. Yeah. No, Merry Merry Christmas to, to you Thank and your you. family too. Well, I, uh, tell everybody where they can hear you, and we'll let you go. All right, it's the uh, the drive every day uh, now. We're we're getting a little bit of a Christmas break next week, but uh, but most of the time you can catch us uh, on uh, ESPN one oh uh, ESPN one oh six point seven. You can uh, yeah. you can go to radioalabama.net dot net and check us out four to six every day. Come on in okay. and join us. Well, I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Joe. That's perfect, Coach. Thank you so much. I want to mention. Uh, Should I we wanna... tell everybody about Constant Companions before we yeah, go to the next break, Coach? Constant Companion uh, Animal Hospital. Uh, I got that sound in the in the, in the back. One fifty of the Narrows Drive in Birmingham is, uh, I think, a great place to take your dog or, or your cat or what kind of animal you have. Let Dr. Foster look at. They give you fifty percent off. Uh, it's 635 313 It's 150 on the Narrows. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about keeping your pets in close before we get off the show today. But uh, do we need to take a break, Joe? Yes, sir. We'll go ahead and take our break. We'll take a break. We'll come back, we'll come back with a basketball. The, uh, for, for, basketball for this stuff. Wednesday edition, we'll be back with more Inside the Locker Room right after this. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Five-star offensive tackle Caden Proctor has flipped his commitment from Iowa to Alabama just one day prior to National Signing Day. Former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts suffered a shoulder injury in the Eagles' win over the Bears on Sunday. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. 69 slow at Union Chapel in Northport, 15th Street congested at Lurleen, and McFarland stop and go through the construction area of Northport. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Get a super deal for Christmas from Townsend Nissan. They'll say, ho, 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 they gotta go. Go see them, Townsend Nissan. Top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. This holiday ad will be over in 27 seconds. Unlike the new Duracell battery with power boost ingredients that can last 19,976 seconds. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, playsets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Warmer today with a mix of sun and clouds, the high 55. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 44. Tomorrow, cloudy, some scattered light rain, the high 57. We go into the deep freeze on Friday, windy and very cold. A chance of morning snow flurries, the high 24. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. All right, uh, we're back. Yes, sir, we're back. If you want to jump in and join us on the Andrews to Different Hotline, you can at 205-342-9904. This is going to be our final segment for the Wednesday edition. Coach, uh, really appreciate you handling the interview with Jack Jack Crow and with, and with uh, Bill Kramer. You've had a great show so far. Are you going to be excited to watch South Alabama play in their bowl game tonight? Yeah, I will. I enjoy watching. In fact, I enjoy watching football on, on television as much as I do more than I do basketball. Um, anyway, uh, We'll we'll talk a little bit about what happened last night. What's going to happen tonight? As I as I said, everybody in the league got beat except Alabama. Alabama uh, didn't shoot it very well. It turned it over way too many times last night. If if you're you know if still fussing about Alabama's turnovers, they had uh, uh, seventeen. Only four and, in the and, second half, though, Coach. Did what? Only four in the second half, though. Yeah, four in the second half. Okay, eighty. Well. 84-64 over Jackson State, and um, and then they go. You know, as as we get ready for the uh, the games starting on uh, December twenty eighth, which is you know a pretty pretty tough time right now. I, I think to really get your team ready, mentally ready to go. I know Alabama's had some had some uh, some injuries and. Uh, uh, also some sickness, so we'll see what happens there. Right now, uh, Mississippi State is eleven one, and they're probably top. They they got beat last night. Uh, we got we got a caller coming in, sir. Let's bring on John T. You're inside the locker room with Coach Wim Sanderson. Hey, John. Hey, good morning, Coach. Merry Christmas to you and your family and all the yeah. staff there at uh, Tide One Hundred One Point Nine. I got a um a question, and I, I've been meaning to call and ask about this. Okay. Ever since I I heard um, about you coaching the um, freshman baseball team <laughs> and the uh, double double header, yeah, double header, no hitter. Back to, um, <laughs> was uh, was one of the pitchers Grady Elmore Jr. May have been. I you know I don't remember. It's been so long ago. You know, Happy Campbell was Happy Campbell was the baseball coach. And they came to me. I had coached baseball at Carbon Hill. And they came to me and said, "We need." And back then, you know, they had freshman teams. And they came to me and asked me if I would take the freshman baseball team. And uh, I was a GA at the time. And I said, "Sure, I'll take them." What, what year? What year was this? I'm thinking it's sixty sixty one. My first year there, okay. I went there. I went there as a GA. And, okay. Uh, that, that may not be right with, with the kids you're talking about. I went there as a GA, and of course I did a little bit of everything. I I, uh, I had I had Snake Stabler and Joe Namath and all those in my basketball class, and I had a, a basketball class I taught, and then I I took freshman baseball for just for that one year. But back then, your your freshman was separated from your you know from your other guys who had freshman teams, and that's and I didn't you know we. We have, I don't, but I can't remember. I can't even can't remember exactly who it was. But we had we had back to back no hitters that day. <laughs> well, the, the reason I ask, um, Grady Elmore Jr. is my cousin. Okay. And, um, he um, he played on the you know he just eventually just 
you know, just played football. Right. Um, he, I think he played safety, I do believe. But he also played on the um, freshman baseball team, freshman basketball team. Yeah. And um, I was just curious if that was um, one of him. I didn't know if it jogged well, him or him. When you hear when you hear the name Elmore, you, you you always hear about a good athlete. Elmore's always a good athlete. They were darn. Well, that, that that was that was my dad and all his first cousins and uncles and stuff like that. My generation, yeah. we were more playboys than anything else. Yeah. Well, y'all, y'all they were you were at, if you're Elmore, you were athletic as you could be. They were they were really good. Sure were. So. Well, listen, I appreciate that, Coach. Yeah. Listen, um, I enjoy listening to y'all's show every morning. Well, I appreciate it. We, we, uh, you know, we, try, we try to have good guests as, as best we can, and I think that's, you know, that's what people are interested in, in hearing different people say different things, so that's what we try to do. Anyway, thank well, you. I appreciate I, you know, well, uh, hey, Yes, sir. All right. Uh, tonight, you're going to see Chattanooga, which is uh, the Chattanooga coach is the one who left. I think, well, they have a new coach at Chattanooga, is what I'm trying to say, because I think the the former coach, I think he's the one that went to South Carolina. I may be wrong on that. Anyway, uh, Georgia entertains Chattanooga tonight. Uh, SEC Network or SEC Network Plus, if you have ESPN Plus. Not tonight, it's at 2 o'clock. I think, I think afternoon games, when the students are gone, is not very good. I think you need to have them at night, uh, where you get more people there. But that's not whatever. That's their own business. Austin P. Um, will come into Knoxville at uh, at five o'clock and play the University of Tennessee. Tennessee uh, got beat five points in a in a good game. A, a good game at Arizona. Arizona's got a very good team, and Tennessee's got a very good team as well. Um, uh, Florida Atlantic comes into Kentucky. Right now, Kentucky's not the Kentucky that they have been in the past. Maybe they'll get that going. They got the little guard from Georgia. He's okay. Big guy's a good player. He's certainly not as good as Timmy was from Gonzaga. They'll play them at 6 o'clock on the SEC Network, so you can get them tonight if you if you wish. Uh, East Tennessee State uh, comes into LSU. LSU's playing about as good as they can play with the, with the players they have. They lost everybody. And then uh, that, that game will be at 7 o'clock uh, tonight um, on the SEC Network Plus or ESPN Plus. Uh, UNC Asheville will come into Arkansas and play Arkansas. Uh, that game is at 8 o'clock on the SEC Network, straight SEC Network. And then finally, the game that we talked about, uh, Auburn uh, is going to be playing at Washington. I guess Auburn stayed out there the whole blessed time. So uh, I was trying to find the uh, – I had the, the, the complete tournament schedule, but uh, uh, let me see if I can get get it the way I want it. Uh, Wednesday, the, the – the 28th, Kentucky is at Missouri to open up the SEC turn, uh, SEC season. Florida is at Auburn. Arkansas is at LSU. Tennessee is at Ole Miss. And Alabama is at Mississippi State. Um, I was trying to find I was trying to find 
a complete schedule. I didn't see where uh, I didn't see about the Auburn and Arkansas deal being where where Bill said it was. Uh, can you find the schedule for me, Joe? See if we can for Arkansas? It. Well, no, for the whole SEC. I had it here somewhere, and I can't find the cotton picking thing. Well, maybe we got it right here. No, I don't have it there. Uh, I'm Co- trying to find. Here you go, Coach. For the the SEC basketball schedule for for tonight. No, I got I got that one for the night. I, I was trying to get it as it went through went down through the. Uh, um, I was trying to see after that the the uh, eight the twenty uh, eighth the next games were, uh, but I, I I can't seem to. Well, the, uh, the first conference, you're talking about the first conference games for each Well, the first team? conference games for the 28. Yeah, Tennessee and, and Ole made, Miss, yeah. Kentucky and Missouri, Florida and Auburn. Georgia's got Ryder, so they're not playing a conference game. Alabama and yeah. Mississippi State and Arkansas and LSU are on the 28th. Yeah. Uh, before we close, uh, we'll, be, but we'll be here just about five more minutes. Uh, they had a memorial for Mike Leach. I mentioned that in the first hour. So many people listen to the second hour that don't hear the first. Uh, and as you know, Mike uh, had had uh, had four four kids. Uh, some of the coaches were there. Uh, Lincoln Riley spoke of the funny things that uh, that Mike would do. Uh, quite a different kind of guy. Quite a different kind of coach. Did a great job. Um, but uh, Coach, what's the, what's the latest you ever call your friends? I know you and Sonny Smith are, are buddies. What you ever call anybody late night, late at night? Oh yeah, occasionally. Uh, allegedly, Mike Leach was was pretty notorious for calling his coaching yeah. buddies at one, two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. He had, he had a fifteen hour conversation with uh, one of the coaches <laughs> uh, trying to beat Alabama. He he just, he just he was just just quite different, and uh, certainly. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his wife and those four kids. And Christmas is is uh, a happy time for a lot of people, and it's kind of a tough time for remembering people that you lose and people that you have lost in the past. Uh, so that we mentioned that in, in the first hour. Um, mentioned that uh, Toledo beat Liberty, and I mentioned that because Hugh Freeze was the coach of Liberty, NC State. Quarterback is going to Kentucky. Uh, JT is going going today. He's going to Rice. So uh, Alabama has has gotten the kid from uh, uh, from Iowa who weren't, weren't sure was what's going to happen. That Proctor kid and and Keon got uh, a lot of guys was, signed already this morning, Coach. Yeah, how many? How many have they got? Well, so so far it looks like about a half a dozen have have already signed signed their LOIs today. Well. Uh, recruiting is a big deal. It's a big deal for the families, and certainly it's a big deal for the kids to have an opportunity to play. So I appreciate yeah, well, all of you last people thing listening for you before to we, before we let you go, Coach. You got anything interesting on your Christmas list? No, my Christmas list is about listed out. I love, <laughs> yeah, and it handled most of that. So got I got twelve grandkids. Does Mac so, have uh, a big man. Christmas coming? Oh yeah. He's he's with his daddy, and out there's six of you know all of the boys, and so they're have yeah they're going to have a big Christmas. But thanks you, thanks to all of our listeners for listening every day. We got just a homegrown sort of show. I think it's good. We try to get you a lot of good guests, and hope all of you have a great Christmas, Joe. Thank you for all you do, and and Aaron and all everybody. So talk to you. 
talk to you on Tuesday. Thank All you. Right. Thank you so much. That's Coach Wim Sanderson, and we will hear from him on Tuesday uh, as they'll be back live on Tuesday. We will get taken off Friday on Tide 109, but we wanted to give Coach an extra day off to enjoy enjoy the holidays. So we're gonna, that's going to do it for us on Inside the Locker Room. We'll get out of here. Gary Harris is getting lined up and getting ready. He's going to have a big show. You know, Andrew Bone joins every Wednesday. It's, it's early signing day, so you're going to want to hear Andrew Bone about any surprises that's going to come, come up at 930. He's going to talk Casey Smith on golf at 10, and then he's going to have Bart Heitch to break down some SEC basketball at 1030. That's all coming up at, on the Gary Harris Show coming up next on Tide 100.9. Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of